Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We're back to the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Fisher, Sopwes, Snacks, Kreider, getting Quan Cosby back on the next one. Gents, Big 12 postseason champs. Won the tourney. Abso- there was a point in that Kansas game where we were just hanging out of the bar. We were talk- I was talking to Joe DeLeon off air. He's like, you guys must have been going crazy. And quite frankly, we weren't. Honestly. You stopped paying attention after a while. I mean, when you win a game by 20 points, there's not really much interest Correct. And my, I think my point to that is we are so confident in this team and their ability to possibly make a run deep in March into April that once that game got out of hand, it wasn't like, okay, this is the pinnacle of our season. Like, we didn't expect to win. We, we, I, we expect, expected us to win that tournament if we got to face Kansas. I, I agree. I mean, we had just beat them less than a week before. Yeah. And no Bill Self right. on, the, on, the, on the pine. Uh, which makes a huge yeah, hope, difference. Hoping he gets a, a quick recovery, obviously. Uh, he's, he's out of the hospital. I think he's going to get a that's shot. Great. That's great. Now, I thought we were going to get a one seed. I thought we were going to jump Kansas because we'd beaten them twice in one week, mm-hmm. and then we'd won the Big 12 championship tournament. Um, obviously, we fell short of the regular season championship by half a game, right? If we would have won one more game, yeah. then I, we would have shared it with Kansas, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. So... I guess that's the deciding factor. They've got one more win than us, but I think you've got to look and see who's playing better right now, and we've beaten them twice in the last week. Yeah, I think it also mattered. The, the, the quad wins is like, was really like the determining factor for number one seeds, so that one win extra that they had in conference, I don't know exactly who it was, like the deciding win, but that was probably against the top 25 team which adds an extra quad win to their their case. Um, and being the regular season Big 12 champs, you know, certainly certainly helped them. And I think that, you know, they don't have a guy who's their interim head coach. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, we'll talk about it. And I think at least the way that I feel about it, Terry has done everything he needed to do to get a full-time offer to be the, the Texas Longhorns. I agree. Um, Un- unless they get upset in the first round or something like that, something crazy, which I doubt is going to happen. I mean, he yep. lost one. they lost one game at the Moody Center. That that slobber knocker of a game. Was that, like, was that right when he was... I was against Kansas State. Against Kansas State. That was the week after. Yeah. The week after he got, yeah. you know, f- yeah. fired or, like, put on leave. And, right, and at right, that right. point... And that game, which is crazy, our defense, especially as of late, has been red hot on Phenomenal. fire. Our Terry Morris on the point of attack has been great, and we've been deploying him fantastically. And that game is kind of like, I'm looking at our schedule, that game is kind of the outlier. Yeah, we also haven't lost a game this season when leading at halftime, which I know people flash that stat, and then you think, oh gosh, like here comes the jinx, right? And I said to you guys at the bar against Kansas, and I think if there was a game that we could have slipped through our hands, right? We had what, a six-point lead coming out of halftime against sure. Kansas, right? Yeah. Like that's you know a lead that you can definitely blow against a team like Kansas. But just 
kept our foot on the gas pedal and continued to play great second half basketball, which we've done all season long. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think that, you know, Terry's got a lot to do with that. You know, like whatever he's instilling in these guys, it's the culture. It's the way of how they've been playing all season long. And I'm with you, Toss. I think he's earned his his job next year unless, you know, there's some crazy upset against Colgate. And even then, I still think he's got a job. If he gets to the Sweet 16, he's in a great position. Look, if he gets past Colgate, which I don't think is going to be necessarily as easy as a 15 to typical 15 to 2 seed. You were saying they're the best three-point team in the nation. The top three-point shooting team in the nation. But, and we've seen, look, we saw Ohio State get upset recently. We've seen, we saw Kentucky get upset last year. Uh, we saw 15, Virginia get upset a I mean, we've seen like, Yeah, we've seen these 15, 16, you know, uh, Florida Gulf Coast in the past. Like, these guys have been playing together for years, these veteran guys. College basketball, and while it has happened in recent years, we're also in a situation where we have a group of veteran guys, too. This isn't a team of, like, you know, rookies and freshmen. You know, a lot of, yes, Serge Ibarri is his first year here. It's a lot of last chance guys. Carr, DeSue, Allen. These guys have been playing together for now a couple years, and DeSue's getting hot at the right time. He's an absolute presence inside. His touch has been unbelievable. He's getting boards. I would, I still, I think I'm done waiting for Dylan Mitchell to show me and excite me, and I think I'll just, you know, deal with him as a flashy finish player and a guy, you know, at least is aggressive on defense. Yeah. Um, and when Bishop's not going for these, like, you know, windmill slams <laughs> mid-game, you know, he, he's been awesome, too. I, he I had think, a great you know, 360 dunk the other day. <laughs> the, so Rice, Rice and Carr have not been shooting, and Hunter have not been shooting the lights out of the place, and still, you know, we've been so good on defense. I mean, in the tournament, you know, alone, 56 points to Kansas – 60 to TCU, 47 to OK State, and then before that, before right before right before the tournament at home, 59 to Kansas. Our defense at the right time, you know, again has been top dollar. And if you get past, let's say A and M beats Penn State, which I think that game's probably a toss up in my eyes. Penn State's super hot, and A and M had a great showing in the SEC tournament. Yeah, both teams had good really runs good. in their both, in their yeah. conference tourneys. They both went to the twenty finals. Right. Uh, you guys want to play A and M though, right? I would love to play. Yeah, you want to play A and M? You want look if he. Gets past Colgate, great showing there. Gets past A and M, you know. Which again, we're going to be favored in both those games. And you beat the rivaled A and M Aggies. You're let's say let's say the tournament breaks all favorites up until that point. Mm-hmm. You're, you might have a shot against Xavier here, and one of the guys that has been quote unquote rumored to go to Texas to potentially place replace Coach Terry if he is replaced is Sean Miller. I mean, you guys know how I feel about Sean Miller. I think he's the most overrated coach since I've been alive in college basketball. He's never sniffed a Final Four with fantastic rosters. Right. Excellent recruiter. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Child? Never never been able to get it done on the court. According to the FBI, not that great of a recruiter. Right. He, uh, Sean Miller, to me, if he can beat Sean Miller and go to the Elite Eight, if he had won, if he came in second in the regular season in the Big 12, if he won the Big 12 tourney, if he kept the, the recruits, which people say is not a big deal, I would still like to argue that it is somewhat of a big deal to keep these five-star recruits and these top-dollar recruits uh, that we have coming in mm-hmm. next year. Then I see as I see no, there's no one else available. I'm like, okay, if Mark Few is going to leave Gonzaga, I'll listen to that. If Calipari, I guess, is going to leave Kentucky, I'll listen to that. Mark Few still hasn't won. Mark so. Few hasn't won, and Calipari. When was the last time he won? Uh, Anthony Davis? Carl Anthony Towns. No, there was... Was it Towns? Carl Anthony Towns. It was Towns. Towns. Yeah. Ta- was Towns. Look, I mean, again, like, sh- sh- like, you can't... Those are major recruits. 
and those are major teams, but he had what, what I thought last year was the best team and blew it in the first round. Yeah. And this year, again, yeah, they're a 6 seed, but I think they're in a nice position to potentially make a run again, and they, there's a way that they can get to the final yeah. four Elite Eight. So I want to see how he performs in the tourney as well. But to me, like if Rodney Terry can get us to the Elite Eight, I see there's no, there's no reason why he can't keep his job. <laughs> I feel like you just went from the Sweet 16 to the Elite Eight. I, th- I want to go to the Elite Eight. If he, if he goes to the Elite Eight, he's got to keep it. I want to go all the way. <laughs> yeah, I want to go all the way. Yeah. If he goes to Elite Eight, he keeps his job. I mean, I just said, I already said he's keeping his job. No matter what. I'd expect so. I, I don't really see otherwise. Like, okay, yes, if you want to talk about a first round exit, but like, let's not even go there. Like, two versus 15, like, I don't care how good the 15 seed is. Like, you're, you're a two seed who Nick believed should have been a one seed. And whether you believe we should have been one seed or not like we were vying for that we were in contention for it we we're, won our conference tournament we're probably the fifth team we were we were we finished ap rankings number five yeah there you go so i like we are and and not only that we are the best team in our region too because houston has been dealt a, a bit of a shitty hand here and they're not going to have a fully healthy marcus sasser who is their best player mm-hmm. and their point guard and they're heading into nick you said that he get popped they wouldn't make it past the second round, or they they at least get popped in the Sweet 16. And I they think have two losses this season, and one of them is to a team they could potentially play in the second round. Auburn, Auburn. who could who Bruce pipe Pearl. them? Who Bruce Early. Pearl? Yeah, Bruce Pearl is as good as anybody in the in the tournament. You know, right. so yeah. however, I think Miami is a team that probably beats them. Okay. Yeah, I mean Oklahoma piped Alabama. Like UNC went to quadruple OT with Alabama. I think everybody thinks that Alabama is one of those teams that could end up in the final four. I don't necessarily like look too far into the, those first month, that first month and a half of basketball. It's very important when you're talking about the tournament and seeding because those wins are incredibly valuable. Um, I still think that like this Houston team is really, really well coached. I, I would expect like, I just, I look at our team and I, and I compare us to the rest of the top seeds Xavier is good, but they looked pretty shaky in their conference tournament they championship. They came out flat. Indiana, my mind is locked more on Indiana. I think that's a team, you know, they've it's got a guy like, pick. they've got a, you know, Trace Jackson Davis, who's a guy who at many times during Hood, the season was. Hood Shafino, who could be a lottery pick. Yeah. If he has a good tournament. TJ Day was, you know, supposed to be a lottery pick. So yeah. that's a guy that can take over a tournament game. Um, the hyphen names, guys. Yeah. Hood Shafino. Jackson Davis, and then Dude. Miami is a. They're John obviously a, they're a good they're a good five seed, but I still I trust our roster. We're like nine guys deep. All those guys can play, and ultimately, like our defense is going to keep us in every single yeah. game, even if the shots aren't falling. I think I, someone was saying to me like when I was telling you guys that we should be a one seed uh, on Saturday during the game that like doesn't matter, you know, like one two like still a good seeding, and you know we're going to end up being you know the best team probably in whatever bracket side of the bracket we're in and it's shaken out that way but if you look at the history in the last 16 seasons there's only been one two seed to ever win it all not ever but in the last 16 seasons and it's Villanova mm-hmm. so like you know as stats really you know tell the story here one seed gets it done majority of the time every now and then there's a three there's been a, like a six here and there but it's definitely an easier path when you're a one yes it is an easier path if you're a one but if you're going in my mind, as a two seed in this year's bracket, like based on where we could have ended up, as a two seed, we can go to play A and M, Penn State, which 
we go play an A and M, we're not losing that team. No, right? Hopefully, I I can. And then I your will, three or your six is Iowa State, and you gotta would, feel would pretty be, good about that comparatively. Would it right. be a bigger kick in the nuts to lose to Colgate first round or to lose to A and M in second round? Um, I my nuts would be kicked well into my throat either which way. I think <laughs> I think <laughs> I'd be I'd be coughing testes. I'm gonna confidently <laughs> say Colgate, and I do believe that we would beat A and M if we were paired against them. But I actually think looking at the rest of the regions. Those are the two best seven and ten matchups. Like those are the two best teams from the seven and ten matchups. Michigan State USC is pretty good. Meh. I think it's I think it's pretty good. Michigan State team of destiny vibes with like what the tragedy that happened like this year. Like they're playing yeah. with that. I just but like look, I, both those teams are actually good teams. Mizzou is good as the seven. Yeah. Mizzou is a really good seven seed. I am I am the Northwestern Boise State thing is like I'm not necessarily sweating, like you said, though, the Iowa State game. I, I think we have uh, – we know I'm them really right. well. We know how to beat them. Yeah. We know that we can beat them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's the interesting part of it is, like, we won the Big 12 tournament, and we didn't have who we often throughout this season deemed as, on any given night, our best player. And now he gets back into the mix, and Timmy's an awesome competitor. He's for he, sure playing Thursday, yeah? Do we know that? He, I would expect so. I, I haven't heard the official ruling on that. I think that. he was almost ready to go against Kansas. He could have played in both of those games, so I'd imagine that we're not going to like save him for round He's two. He's considered day to day. Yeah. Um, Look, if we don't, if we can, I would love for him to get out there against Colgate. Not even because I think we like need him to win the game. Right. I would love for him to get his sea legs in round one. He missed some games. He missed the big yeah, tournament. Definitely. So I'd love for him to get back in the mix. Get his shot back. Get his shot back. And also get our other guy's shot back. Because we talk like, about him as Rice. a playmaker. Right? I think Rice needs to really start turning him back on. Because I think he's, like we've been he's saying. starting. Yeah, I mean, maybe bring him off the bench again. Yeah. I think getting him back off the bench is nice. Well, if t- yeah. You would expect if Timmy is back into the starting rotation that Serge Ibari would be coming off the bench like he was. Um, I think it was instrumental that. Timmy sat those last two games, not only to get him fully healthy, but also to give the exposure and confidence that Dylan DeSue needed going into the tournament. Please. When you are a big man, a lot of your confidence comes from how many touches you get. And he was fed early in games in this conference tournament. And I I think you can see how that translated from an emotionality standpoint a competition standpoint, like he was more active on the glass. All of these things like added up. And I think so much of it, you know, props to Terry and the rest of the staff for like telling him like, when you get the ball and you're within 15 feet of the hoop, like go to work, mm-hmm. make them double you. And then we'll make him pay in other places. And, uh, you know, it's exciting that we're seeing this version of him coming into the tournament with that said, like when we get into those later rounds and, and knock on wood, we do. And I believe that we have the talent to do that. Marcus Carr is going to have to return to the version of himself where he was playing his best basketball yeah. or at least really, half. really good basketball in the middle of the season and yeah, very yeah, much yeah. at the beginning of the season. Right. Because the way that he's been shooting the ball, and I know he had a couple of clutch shots um, in, you know, against Kansas. And, he doesn't and look confident, though. He doesn't look confident, and the shot's just not falling. And, like, we have to have some level of three-point shooting on this team. And, and I would expect that, like, if we get – you know, to the Sweet 16 and pass that, like, Morris might be playing as much as any guard on our team. Because I think at the end of the day, like, from a talent perspective, he might be the he might be the most talented guard on our team. 
Defensively, yeah. I, I truly believe that. I mean, he, like, I, he gives serious Marcus Smart vibes. Like, if he comes back for a second year as a sophomore in the Big 12, like, yeah. that, I look at him, he's big, like, strong, great bullish, like, great defense. He can, he's great defense, fearless, like, could pick up any guard at any point. I, in I the also court. think we're like, we're like dangling the carrot in front of him at the right time because there were some rumors, you know, a month and a half ago when he wasn't getting a lot of PT transfer. that this is a guy that could transfer. Yeah. And for us to lose a guy that was that big of a recruit, um, you know, it looks like he and Mitchell could be staying back. And if they are, like, we want them to be Texas long. Yeah. Obviously. These these guys, I think, when it comes to tournament play, best man plays, hot hand. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, Dessou. You know, we're talking about Timmy getting healthy again and Carr and, and Jabari Rice. But, like, the guys who are coming to play right now are the ones that should be getting the minutes. And I know that's easier said than done sometimes, you know, and I think that's, like, an obvious thing to say. But we've rotated in, in, in guys, like, a lot. You know, I mean, Dylan Mitchell honestly should not be seeing the court too much in this tournament. Unless we really need, like, a spark plug, like, long defender. Right. I'm looking right now, like, we talk about three-point shooting, though. And, you know, again, like, Marcus Carr's shot having to fall. Because we're going to play teams that shoot the ball, shoot the three ball well. Colgate, like we mentioned, the number one three point shooting percentage team in the nation. If we go to the Sweet 16 against, like again, everything playing out correctly, Xavier is number five. Mm -hmm. If A and M loses to Penn State and we go to play them, they're number eleven. Yeah, like yes, I'm with. I think I am with like the sentiment that this is a good draw to the bracket because our. Again, our defense, the ability to turn the ball over, our playmakers moving the ball around, guys finding open shots and good looks, uh, and our you know pretty solid free throw shooting throughout the year, mm -hmm. especially from a guy like Serge Ibari, who when his shot's not falling, is great at getting to the rack. He's been aggressive with rebounds lately too. But it, we do have to hit the three ball against these teams. Yeah. And it's going to have to – it's like because you don't want to fall behind – Go, we, we could be ahead of these guys. I feel confident, but falling ahead of these behind one of these teams, like you don't want them to bury us mm -hmm. with these threes. Yeah. And, you know, I think that could be a bit tricky, but I still feel good about where we are in the bracket. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, and I think part of that is like what we really corrected in the Big Twelve tournament, which was rebounding. And when you know when they're they're teams that are high volume three point shooting teams, the rebounds they come off the rim a lot longer for the most part. Right, the further you, away you are when you shoot, when you miss, you miss further, mm -hmm. you miss longer. Yep. And I thought we rebounded incredibly well in the tournament, and that's got to continue on both sides of the ball. I mean, like how many how many extra opportunities were we giving ourselves um, with like tip outs and guys just kind of a lot mucking it up, clogging the paint when the ball was off the rim, and, and we we were really really good on the offensive glass, which is I think essential for our team to have success because we aren't a great three point shooting team. Correct. So we got to give ourselves as many opportunities as possible. And then like getting out in transition, getting to the free throw line, like you said, um, I think that I think the, the game plan is there to to get really, really far. And I think we've seen a lot of pundits already mocking Texas to go deep, Dickie to go to v. the final four. Dickie V has us in the championship. Jay Billis, of, Jay Billis oh, has Jay us Billis in the final, has four. the final four. I mean, I don't want that to be a curse, obviously. You know, I don't want like a bunch of people saying that we're going to go all the way and, you know, that ends up being the opposite but look I think you're right there's a lot of things that we do right this year that you know are easier you know said than done it's hitting our free throws we've been doing it great all season long you know that's our slogan at the charity stripe getting boards yeah limiting the turnovers I think we did something that we've definitely really limited over we've the corrected season. on that as well yeah, yeah like we're winning the turnover battle every single season 
Um, there's been a couple games here and there where we don't score off turnovers, but now mm -hmm. that we're turning points, you know, turnovers into points, it's it's really helpful. Yeah. Um, and just like load management, but just getting the right guys the right amount of minutes. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like Brock Cunningham's been contributing his butt off, and he's been he's been getting valuable minutes. You yeah. Know? yeah. I mean that entire like bench rotation when for the most of the season when Serge Ibari comes in, when Brock comes in, when Christian Bishop come in, they bring and, and now Arteria Morris they bring this level of intensity that cannot be matched by many bench units mm -hmm. in college basketball. I mean, no, again, like you, our bench unit of those guys, like if we, have we, the, if, we truly have the best depth I mean, in, in Rice, the NCAA. Yeah, if it's we, Rice, don't, we, we don't have the top the highest, the best top talent, which we've talked about on this show before, but, but I, I mean, think our defense is so good that we can still go all the way because of that. And I think like these people mocking us in the, in the final four, this is a little bit of unfamiliar territory for us. Like, yeah. I feel like normally we're on the couch talking. About, we're, we're tricking ourselves into believing that we could we make this it. run. Well, last year we were like, okay, we we could like slip we were, in three there. seed last year. No, no, two years ago we were three seed. What were we last year? We were six, six seed. I think six. six. We're six. We lost to Purdue last year. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the top level level talent as you're talking about. I think like we're top ten, top fifteen, like top level talent team in terms of depth. Though, yes, you're right. But, like, we talked about a team like Kansas, right? If one of their guys goes down or, or is in foul trouble, right? Like, oh, yeah, they, they crumble. They have, they have, there's no one there besides those top five guys they have on the roster. That's the beauty of it. Like, if Morris gets hot, he gets hot. Right. My, like, you know, if he needs can, a break, it comes in Sabari Rice. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm really – I have the same Final Four, I believe, as Jay Billis, which I don't know how I feel about that. Nice. Well, if you have a Final Four and you want to make a pick and you want to make a bracket, we've got one for you. It's free to enter on Run Your Pool. We'll put the link in our bio at the dot charity dot stripe Instagram. Um, it's free to enter, as I mentioned. $1,000 cash prize on top of a $1,000 table at the Victorian in Santa Monica for whoa, those of you who are whoa, in whoa, Los whoa. Angeles or you can what? get that away to somebody. There's also a second place prize, a third place prize, and a fourth place prize. Free to enter, like I said. If you think our horns can make it all the way, let us know. Really quick, who was your gut check final for? Um, Texas, Gonzaga, um, Alabama, and Kansas State. T dot. Texas, Alabama, Duke, and. This is uh, a crazy one here. Arkansas. Oh, wow. Eight seed. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Also, <sighs> just speaking of crazy, before you give us yours, Josh, Chris Beard has a job. Ole Miss. We'll talk with Quantum Rebels. That. Yeah, we'll talk about it next time. But, I mean, we gotta <laughs> got to talk about it for a quick second here. I mean, I'm pretty shocked that it happened this quick, to be honest. We fired him less than six months ago. I'm not. Not either. And, we fired and him three months ago. I'm not. The reason why I'm not shocked has... Nothing to do with the situation of, of what went down with our university and, and Chris Beard. Um, and I think, you know, outside of that, that situation, you know, he's considered a top 10 coach in college basketball, maybe even higher on, on some people's boards. Um, but Ole Miss is in somewhat of a desperate place from a basketball standpoint. Um, and teams like us joining the SEC with Oklahoma, who – is not in, you know, they're not one of the 68 teams who's, who's dancing, but they had a good team. Mm -hmm. Like I said earlier, they beat Alabama. They're going to compete. They bring in good recruits. They trans people transfer in. Um, 
It's a good. I think it's you know it's a good basketball program. It's crazy. We're gonna play him twice a year every year. Epic. I think <laughs> and, I think and that Rick, Rick Barnes. I think that you look at the SEC and it's a really it's become a really tough and competitive basketball conference, and they need to compete. Yeah. And I think that's I, that's why I'm not surprised by the move. I'm with yeah, you. him and Lane Kiffin. What a duo. In the streets, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you had two. You, I love the Arkansas pick. I've toyed with having them go to beat Kansas. They have two. They have two lottery pick guys. Yeah, absolutely. And two I great think guards. Nick Smith, who we didn't get to see, you know, an entire season from. I think if he really comes on, and then they have Anthony Black too. It's yeah. a one-two punch. They can, Black is long, dude. Yeah, they can really um, take people out. In that region, I did have UConn taking them out on the Sweet Sixteen, and I think UConn, that's a really tough team. Yeah. I give UConn, they rebound the ball a hell of a lot. Uh, I got them, Alabama, Texas, and Duke. I okay. like this Duke team. I like John Shire, too. What if we ended up with the, we didn't mention them, but they're a two seed in the East, Marquette. Yeah. Shaka, shaka, shaka. A shaka, a shaka, uh, Terry. Sneaky season for him, huh? Incredible season. Incredible season. <laughs> well, they ended up, what, the Sixth. AP? Sixth? I, right think behind we, us. I think we got to talk to, we got to talk to Quan about that one, too. Yeah. I got to hear his thoughts there. Yeah, there's a lot of... Um, Recruiting aside, Shaka Smart has this team. He's having success regardless, right? If he was still here? Yep. Something was up, man. I I he, the, the year you guys say no this team this team this team I'm I'm with you but the year we lost to FS Austin when we were the 3 seed we were a really really good team and we were playing really well. Yeah. I there's a I, I think I believe we won the Big 12 championship as well that year in the postseason. Yeah, it was that Greg Brown, right? Greg Brown, Kai Jones, Jericho Sims, like that was a really good basketball. Andrew team. Coleman, Courtney Ramey, like that yeah. was a good Courtney Ramey playing for Arizona. Arizona, now. there we did, there. none of us mentioned them, but they have two big men that are really great. Ramey and, and got Courtney some good Ramey shooting. A huge shit. He had a huge shot against UCLA. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, to me, who's you know, the fakest one or two seed? Purdue. <laughs> We just can't. We can't want Edie to win. One guy. Yeah. It's a one-trick pony. If you're really quick, uh, I, I just gotta say, like, it, from the Purdue standpoint, first of all, Florida Atlantic is a sneaky offensive team. Memphis also had a really good showing against Houston. Yeah, they're missing their guy. I think a lot of people are gonna pick Memphis to to upset Purdue just because of the Penny Hardaway factor. Yeah. I. Because uh, they won their conference tournament, they're yeah. playing really well right now. I, I don't see them going to the Final Four. All right, we'll be back with more with Quan Cosby next time. So get your horns up. Fisher to Sopless, Snacks Crider.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.